welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to episode number 63 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary back for another episode and I'm hyped up. Why? Because it's draft week, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. It's an exciting time. The New York Jets have two first-round picks. They're going to be taking a new quarterback. And, oh, I cannot wait to get into my final thoughts on the draft in this episode. And your voicemails, of course. But before all of that, a word from our sponsors. There is a chance that you have Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. No good. We don't want that. You want to look like Robert Sala. You want to look like Joe Douglas's haircut down below. And I got you hooked up for that. Use promo code JETS20 at manscaped.com. That is promo code JETS20 for 20% off and free shipping on any of their items, whether it's a lawnmower 3.0, the cologne, any of their accessories, whatever you like. 20% off and free shipping. It's easy. You put in the promo code on the website. They send you the stuff. It's perfect. It's a great setup. And like I said, you don't want to look like Trevor Lawrence's haircut down there, guys. Come on. You're better than that. So with that, let's jump right into today's episode. And we're going to start with the monologue before getting into the voicemails. And we want to talk about my final thoughts on the NFL draft. So to me, the draft starts for the New York Jets at 23. Because I pick number two. I fully believe the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. Um, I... I I'm not saying that Justin Fields is a bad prospect. I Again, I, I've said it a billion times. If you either know this or you don't at this point, I like Justin Fields. I just don't think the Jets are going there. I prefer Wilson over Fields, but that's a whole nother conversation. So he is likely to be the pick at number two. Did a video over the weekend that he was preparing to be the Jets quarterback. He's talked to Mark Sanchez, Chad Pennington, uh, Josh McCown. So he is reaching out and doing the right thing. And we, we love that. I love that about him is that he's reaching out and trying to see what it takes to have success in this town. Because you look at two out of the three guys, one, we'll start with the one who's the outlier. McCown didn't really have success. He was what? Five, they went 5-11. and 11. Uh, His first in 2017, his one year as a starter. But Chad Pennington made the playoffs a few times. Mark Sanchez, AFC Championship game a couple of times. Sure, they faded out for their own reasons. Pennington injuries and Sanchez regression. But when you look at it, I think it's smart to check in and say, hey, what should I do or what can I do to put myself in the best position to succeed? And those guys should be able to say, hey, I did this, this, and this, and this is why it worked, or I did this, this, and this, and this is why it didn't work. I think it's a smart thing to do. So I am super excited about Zach Wilson. You should be too. You should be amped up. Keep reading everything you can. Get your hands on on Wilson and so on and so forth. But 23 and 34. So the Jets pick 23rd, obviously, for thank you, Jamal Adams. And with the second overall pick in the second round, which is pick 34, I think I'm still riding the train that... I'm like 99.99 on this train. It's got to be offensive line and cornerback. Those have to be the two picks. And I guess you could flip-flop order. Like, for example, if Greg Newsom is the pick at 23 or Caleb Farley is the pick at 23, even though that scares the life out of me with his back, and you go with an offensive lineman at 34, like Humphrey, that's fine. If you want to double up at offensive line, I'm also down for that. Um, I I think that's cool. But you definitely at least one of those picks – has to be an offensive lineman and you have to go back to offensive lineman later on in the draft as well but at an absolute minimum one of those picks 
after taking a your quarterback, your hopefully your next franchise quarterback, should be offensive line because the interior of this offensive line seems to be an issue. Last year, I thought Mekhi Becton was phenomenal at left tackle, and I thought George Fant was fairly good at, at right tackle. He's a good starter. He's not great. He's fine. And Connor McGovern, I thought, was a little bit underwhelming in year one, but I think if you put better guards, he'll be a lot better. And realistically, you, you can't go into next year with your repeating your two starting guards in Alex Lewis and Greg Van Roten. I think maybe you keep one of them on the roster, and if you're able to find two starting guards in the draft, that'd be amazing. Uh, I'll set my sights on one, or if it's Creed Humphrey, then you bump McGovern over to guard. Um, but you have to add at least one starter at offensive line guaranteed in the NFL draft, and the best way to do that is take to take one of the better ones at 23 or 34. I don't know if Tevin Jenkins makes it to 23, but guys you're looking at in that range, Creed Humphrey at either, and again, these could be either or. Alex Leatherwood, who I was surprised that a lot of people did not like when I mocked Alex Leatherwood to the Jets at 23. I don't think you guys realize how athletic he is and how good at guard he would be moving inside. And he did play guard at Alabama, by the way, a little bit earlier in his career before playing tackle. I like Leatherwood a lot. Um, and, and there's other ones there later as well. So if the Jets were to use uh, guys, uh, again, later with maybe a third or if they were to trade up and back into the second round or, or move down from 34. Uh, like Wyatt Davis is a name that comes up time and time again. Uh, Landon Dickerson's another one that comes up a bunch. Uh, so there's a lot of guys that the Jets could be in on and I fully expect them to invest in offensive line. That seems like a very Joe Douglas thing to do. The next thing I want to talk about is running back because, yes, the Jets should be looking to add a running back in this draft, but the earliest I'm going running back is in round three. I think Kenny Gainwell would be a phenomenal pick, and he should be there at 66, uh, maybe at 86, but you're probably pushing it at that point. Um, some other guys that you can maybe look at, Trey Sermon in the fourth round, uh, Khalil Herbert, I think, from Virginia Tech. There's a few different options that you can go with at running back, but pretty much you're looking for someone who could run outside zone. And I, I, to me, the best fit is Kenny Gainwell in that in that range. But I don't think you want to spend uh, pick 34 or pick 23, for that matter, on Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. I like both of those players a lot, but with the number of needs on this team, I would rather wait on running back and use one of those premium assets on offensive line or corner. Um, just my take on it. Other needs that you should look for the New York Jets to add at, and again, this is in no particular order, but we talked about offensive line, we talked about corner, we talked about running back, linebacker, edge, tight end, wide receiver, potential needs. So linebacker is kind of obvious right now outside of C.J. Mosley, who's a question mark because he hasn't played in two years. You have a need at linebacker. You still need another one. Edge can never have enough edge presence. You're kind of over at that point. It'd be overcompensating for a decade of ignoring the position tight end. I'm a Chris Herndon guy. I still think you could potentially look to add another body in there in the mid rounds and then wide receiver. This team desperately needs it like a speedster or a deep threat, like a Darden or someone like that. Uh, just because you have Mims and uh, I almost said a noon wild. That's who he reminds me of a little bit. And Corey Davis on the outside. They're not really deep threats. They are, you know, bigger body contested catch kind of guys uh, with a decent amount of speed. But I, I wouldn't classify either of them as a burner or, you know, prototypical deep threat. 
And Crowder in the slot is more of an underneath kind of guy. He's not someone who's going to go screaming down the field and stretching the field. Uh, so if they are looking for a wide receiver, that's the receiver that kind of receiver that I would target in this draft. And again, I think you maybe look for that in around three, four, five, somewhere in there, depending on the guy that you're looking for. And just potential to trade up maybe. Uh, or just trades in general. Joe Douglas moved around a lot last year. He moved back a couple of times. So maybe look for him to be, uh, you know, active, I guess, at the at the draft. Uh, they, they have ammo to move up if need be. So, like, let's say they want to move up to in the somewhere between 12 and 16 and try to get Elijah Vera Tucker or if Slater falls in that spot. Okay. I think I would do that. I don't know if I'm training up to for like a Kyle Pitts or anything. I, I understand he's a good, good player and would be a fun piece to have on offense, but the jets really, really need to focus on fixing this offensive line in my eyes. So if Joe Douglas pulled the trigger and went up and got Elijah Vera Tucker and he had to give up an extra pick along the way I, or two or whatever it is, I think I would do it just because it's that important to fix that and fix the interior for your next quarterback. And Zach Wilson, while is a great prospect, one of his areas where he's tended to struggle a little bit was through interior pressure. So if you're able to help mitigate that and make life as easy as possible for your young quarterback, that's great because that's something the Jets struggled with with Sam Darnold. They didn't do enough to fix that offensive line. Instead, in 2018, their next pick after trading up to get uh, Sam Darnold was taking a 24-year-old Division II defensive tackle and Nathan Shepard. Like, you can't make this stuff up from Mike McCagnan. I think Joe Douglas is a lot smarter than that, so I don't ex- anticipate that being the move or anything like that. But, uh, and speaking of which, just a defensive tackle should not be touched in this draft at all in any of those rounds. So Jets desperately need offensive line help. That's a given. Wilson's a pick at two. Desperately need corner, need an outside corner and a slot corner unless they're looking to sign someone still like a Richard Sherman, who's still available linebacker edge tight end and wide receiver kind of paired together there as needs. But those are the positions that I look for the New York jets to attack. And with that, let's get into your questions on the NFL draft. All right. Thomas in Chicago's up first. He wants to talk about backup options for Zach Wilson. Hey man, this is Thomas calling from Chicago. Uh, question on, on us bringing in Zach Wilson. You know, we obviously need to have a, a veteran QB to, to show him the ropes, but, you know, the QBs on the market right now are just the best one's Alex Smith, and he's playing on one leg. And he retired. So who's, that, who's that mobile, you know, Mahomes-type mentor that we bring in to, to mentor Zach Wilson? Let me know your thoughts. I'll give you three, and this is probably the order in which I would like these guys. And he's right. There aren't a ton of great options out there. Nick Mullins is the no-brainer. He knows the system, played in San Francisco, still relatively young. I think he's 26, and has played okay as a spot starter. Then A.J. McCarron, who's someone who had a little bit of a starting experience, been a backup in the league for a while, though. Uh, I like him, just kind of a pro who's been around the block, understands what uh, he needs to do, and isn't someone who is necessarily going to, be a quote-unquote threat to take the job and the last one's Brian Hoyer I don't think he's really good anymore but just someone who is a veteran who's been around the block had starting experience sat in rooms with Bill Belichick and behind Tom Brady and stuff like that so maybe there's some value there but I think Nick Mullins is the the best and most obvious choice at this point to back up Zach Wilson hopefully that answers your question Thomas let's get to Vinny up next who wants to talk about an all-offense draft and why that doesn't make sense Hey Matt, it's Vinny from Peekskill. 
What's I'm up? Colin. You know, just watched your podcast and saw a lot of comments relating to the fact that there's a growing belief among some fans that we just need to go all offense in this upcoming draft, which I think is absolutely absurd and just needs a bit of history to explain why. In 1972, Joe Namath had his best season post-AFL-NFL merger, and the Jets' offense was in the top of the league. However, they finished 7-7, seven and seven, and that was because they had a terrible defense because their pass defense was one of the worst in the league. And that was because their entire secondary was made up of first- and second-year players. And this is ex- just that is exactly why we can't go all offense in this draft. You're going to let the defense wait a year so that when you do draft the defensive players next year, the offense is ready, but the defense is a year behind. And, look, we all know the importance of winning on the rookie contract. So you can't ha- waste a year developing an offense and then another year developing a defense, and then you have less time in that window to really compete for a championship. It absolutely just makes no sense. And, you know, I, I don't know why people think that we need to do that. That's all, and go Jets. Yeah, I'm with you, Vinny. I, I don't think it would be wise to do that. And I understand. Look, I'm someone who has been saying how bad this offense has been for a long time. It, it's been really, really bad. And they do need to address offense. And you know, I'm not saying don't don't address the offense, but I'm I'm saying you can't go all offense and especially heavy at skill position early when you have an offensive line that's as weak as what it is. Like. I've seen mocks where it's like, oh, just take Travis Etienne at 23 and then Kadarius Tony at 34. What? Yeah, who's who's blocking for these guys? You need to address the offensive line. You need cornerback help. I mean, are we really going to run out Bryce Hall, who I like a lot, but I don't think he's ready to be a number one or bank on him to be a number one corner. Bless Austin, who can tackle but can't cover a lick. And Javelin Gidry at the slot. Those are your big three cornerbacks. No way. You need to have someone better than that, and you got to take a shot earlier. And an edge and linebacker still needs. Again, I'm not saying you know. Let's say there's ten picks. If the Jets were to go six on offense and four on defense, I'm good with that. I'm not saying go seven defense and just take a quarterback and a couple other offense. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Do a 50-50 split. Go six offense, four defense, something like that. That's fine. And, and as long as it's positions of need and good positions to attack in the draft, key premium positions, that's what we're asking for. We're not saying defensive tackle. We're not saying safety, anything like that. No, we're saying edge, corner, and a, and a linebacker who can cover. Those are three important things on a defense, and that's the defense that I'm okay with drafting. And I think that's the direction that Vinny's going to. Up next, uh, Thank you, Vinny, for calling in, by the way. Up next is the legend himself, Travis from Ohio. Hey, Matt. What up? Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. Love you. Um, my call got cut off last week because, of course, I went long-winded. May or may not have been drinking. But anyway, <laughs> cut it short this week. What I meant to say was, how can we judge or draft class last year based on playing time. They got playing time, which I'm glad they did. 
the young guys need it and our roster, Jesus. And thank Christ we got a new strength and conditioning coach because with all the injuries last year. Yep. Anyway, um, like valuing their playing time last year against a sucky roster, like you almost have to play those guys. Like the veterans we had were not producing and it wasn't Joe's fault. I don't blame him, but and the the veterans Joe brought in were on love me early me one year contracts, so or avoidable contracts, uh, one year guarantee contracts, and you know three years, but get out after the first year anyway. So. Looking back on last year's draft, I like what he did for the most part. I'm with you. Fan of P. Ryan Morgan or Zuniga, but I think Camp Clark is going to be a monster. I really do. I hope he gets the starting guard position and wins in camp. Honestly, but we'll see. Anyway, um, how do you think he did? based off of that and not having a draft class the year before and his previous moves in free agency. Love you, buddy. Go Jets. Bye. Thank you so much for checking back in with us, Travis. I, for the most part, have liked what Joe Douglas has done so far. Uh, He's not without criticism, as you were saying last week and kind of again this week a little bit. Um, Got on him for not doing enough on the offensive line. Uh, especially on the interior. Got on him for the Morgan pick, which I'm still convinced was a gaze pick. Uh, Zuniga and P. Ryan were kind of head scratchers. Ashton Davis at the time was a little bit of a head scratcher. That seemed to make a little bit more sense as the Jamal Adams fallout came uh, to light. Uh, letting Robbie Anderson walk was definitely a mistake. And again, I talked about that last week a little bit. But uh, Cam Clark, I'm, I'm interested in seeing get some reps. He's someone who didn't dress at all last year, so I don't think we can like hand him a a starting guard spot. I don't think that's what you're saying either, but I would like to see him. And if there's a preseason this year, then yeah, absolutely. I would love to see uh, him get some reps and maybe compete for a start one starting spot. Um, P Ryan. I don't know, man. I don't know what, what his fit is in this upcoming offense. Cause they usually tend to value guys with, with good speed and good burst. And and, and P Ryan's not that he's a good pass protector which i guess is valuable uh and he can catch it out of the backfield a little bit which is good too but i don't know is he going to be anything more than a third running back i'd bet probably not uh and and we're still going to see what he does this year huge two years for joe douglas you gotta see how the quarterback works which is the biggest thing obviously and see what he could do with all these boatloads of picks in the next two years this team should look extremely different heading into the 2022 season and that's kind of what we've been saying all along so that's what i'm most excited for with uh with doug with douglas going forward howard from virginia is up next wants to talk about pick 23 hey matt this is howard from virginia what's up I had a question about the 23rd pick. I think we're all in agreement that we need interior offensive linemen, but what if they're not there? I'm talking about Humphrey, Jenkins, and Tucker. I think they'll all be gone by 23. So what do you do? You trade up or you trade back? 
because I don't think someone like Jalen Mayfield justifies a 23rd overall pick. Everybody, even respected analysts, keep mocking running backs at 23, period. Stop, 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 stop. I propose a suggestion. What about Zayvon Collins from Tulsa? Because I think we all know C.J. Mosley is not going to be there after this year, regardless of the year he has. We do need an off-ball linebacker and a coverage linebacker, and he fits the mold, period. He is amazing in coverage, period. He can drop back. He can do it all, period, 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 period. So just let me know what you think, and nine days, my man. Can't wait. The future is now. Yes. Go Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Love it. Thank you for calling in. Um, I like Collins. I don't know if the Jets could afford to go with him that early. And I'm not, I'm not saying that would be a reach per se for him to go in the back half of the first round, but I value the offensive line and corner more than I would value taking a, a linebacker like that in that spot. I would rather the jets go with a Creed Humphrey or um, the, the other Alabama guy that I just mentioned. Oh my God. Why am I blanking on Leatherwood uh, at that spot? and maybe reach a little bit than to take a player like that. And again, very, very good linebacker. Not denying that, not saying that he isn't. I just think offensive line is more important for this team. So I personally wouldn't do that. And I don't think I see Joe Douglas doing that. But again, it's not it's not a crazy thought. And I, guess I wouldn't be upset if that was the case. I just personally would not do it that way. Thank you, Howard. Let's go to is it Greg or Craig? It's kind of hard to hear from New York. Wants to talk about Wilson. Matt, it's Greg from Washington, New York, man. What's going on? Uh, a lot of excitement going on. We're like eight days from the draft. My only question to you right now, obviously we're taking Zach Wilson number two. The only thing I want to really know is does he get a, does he keep the number one or does he go to like eleven? You know what I'm saying? Like as a quarterback, I think you know, just the number matters. Like, it's it's kind of like one of those things, you know, but I don't like the number one. I think it's kind of boring. Um, when he first started as a freshman against Hawaii, he was uh, wearing the number 11. I think that's a pretty cool number for him. Uh, what's your instinct on that? Let me know, man. Thank you. Yeah, 11's cool. I've seen 15 on a couple of makeup, uh, on Photoshops or whatever. Uh I don't love one for a quarterback. To me, that's like a kicker number. Number one and number two is like, and even three to an extent. Russell Wilson gets away with it. That's a kicker number. Um, 11's cool, but then I would guess Denzel Mims, you got to switch him back to five at that point, Uh, which I think Denzel Mims in a five jersey would look kind of cool as well. Uh, 11 or 10. I know that's Chad's number. You can't give away Chad's number. Um, those that would be my choice for him, but we'll see what he does. I I don't love the number one either for a quarterback. Again, I think it's a kicker or punter number, but uh, I would hope that he would go with a double digit. That to me looks a little cooler. So 10, 11, something like that. Jeremy in California is up next. He's got a mock draft for me to react to. Let's hear from Jeremy. Hey, Matt, it's Jeremy from Sacramento. Hey, I have an idea for your show. You should react to our PFN mock draft simulator. Okay. It'd be a lot of fun. If you hear us <laughs> call in and, Say what we did. Sure. Um, so I'm going to read you mine. Um, so number two, Zach Wilson. I'm a Zach Wilson guy. 23, I don't know how he was there, but Elijah Vera Tucker had to Ooh. take him. Yep. Have 34, to. went Landon Dickerson. 
Um, I can nice. see how I feel about the offensive line. I've said it a million times every time I've ever called you. Um, 66, Elijah Molden. Mm. 86, and this one was for Greenbean, Kenny Yaboa. Okay. 107, you're not going to like this one, Trey Sermon from Ohio State, running back. I don't, I don't think that. you're going to like it. I don't know if he's the right kind of running back. Um, I just watched him in a couple of games, and I, I, I loved him. Uh, and then, let's see, uh, 146, Anthony Schwartz. Wow, the wide receiver from Auburn, speedster, you know him. 154, yep. this is a bit of a reach, Victor Demukage, um, edge from Duke. Okay. Um, 186, took another swing for another uh, for a tackle to develop, Landon Young oh. from Kentucky. And then with like 206, Elijah Griffin, I think he's a linebacker, which is which I did miss in this draft. Um, I did not address linebacker. I didn't really address defense all that much at all. Um, but I'm thinking – if I have to address one, um, I just really want <laughs> like my my thought is again protect Zach Wilson. Totally get um, it. And then next year worry about the defense. But let's get the kids some confidence. Anyway, that was my take. Just wondering what you thought. Thanks. Bye bye. I think it's really solid. And again, I, I said it earlier in the show, but I would not mind going offensive line at twenty three and thirty four. I wouldn't. I think I'm I'm okay with it. I really am. Uh, don't know if I would go with a tight end in, in at 86. Personally, I love the pick at 66. I don't hate the sermon pick as much as you probably thought that I would. I think it's okay. I don't know how much of a fit he is, but that would be a change of pace from what you have with uh, Coleman and um, Ty Johnson. So I think it's interesting. I think you got a lot of good value guys there, guys who I don't know would be there at that spot. And I think you'd agree, like Elijah Vera Tucker at 23, I don't think he makes it that far. But if he does, like that, that's home run. The first two picks after Zach Wilson was a home run for me just because of how much you'd help him out. So uh, anything after that was gravy, and I, I love Elijah Molden. I don't think he makes it to the third round, but if he does, I am running running to hand in the card at 66 if he's sitting there. So thank you for checking in with me there. And uh, next up, we're going to go to Nick in Atlanta, who wants to get into the draft. Hey, Matt. It's Nick from Atlanta. What's up? Say, uh, first of all, happy belated birthday. Thank you. And um, just kind of get to my question. I mean, it's, it's draft week. So glad it's here. Yes, me too. I just wanted to like, um, just do something kind of fun because nothing's really going to change between you know, when I'm calling and when you're going to listen to this on Monday. Um, so just give me like... You're A, you're just your nightmare, absolute, oh, my God, I'm never watching this team again, like, scenario. Like, I'm talking, like, trade down from two and take Christian Barmore. Like, oh, no, don't <laughs> put that out there. Overall nightmare just as, like, a funny, like, just give me your nightmare just scenario. And then really, like, more of, like, a serious question, like, give me your nightmare scenario for teams in the division. So, like, is it the Patriots trading up? With the Falcons to get Fields or Lance or you know Mac Jones or or is it you're more afraid of the Dolphins getting Jamar Chase or even the Bills if they somehow make some sort of you know splash move that really puts them over the top? You think um, I don't know. Just give me like your because for me it's definitely just like Bill Belichick just absolutely fleecing the Falcons and giving them like a second round pick and a heartfelt thank you to get the number four to get. <laughs> Really appreciate the kind words there. Thank you. Um, okay, so we'll start with the Jets one and then get into the, uh, This is a cool question. I like it. So with the Jets, yeah, the, the one you described, the trading out and taking defensive tackle is awful. 
I'll give you one that's a little bit more realistic. I'll give you a couple that are a little bit more realistic, I guess. And this one's not really that realistic. But for any reason, not taking a quarterback at two and trading out would be dumb at this point. <laughs> would be really dumb. I would hate that. And the second one would be not taking an offensive lineman at either 23 or 34. Like if the Jets wait to round three to take their first offensive lineman, that would really bother me. Uh, again, part of it depends on how the board breaks. But if if you're telling me there's nobody of that is anywhere remotely close to being on the board or a good fit at either of those two slots, that's really hard for me to believe. So I think from the Jets side, it would be not taking an offensive lineman early. And then, yeah, I'm kind of stealing your answer, but I don't really care so much about Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts going to Miami while that would suck. The thing that scares the life out of me is Bill Belichick getting his grubby mitts on Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Those two quarterbacks, I think, have a chance to be very good at the next level. And going to New England with Bill Belichick, not good. He could have Mac Jones. I, I understand that he's a, maybe similar to Tom Brady in stylistic play, but I don't think Mac Jones is in the same stratosphere as any of the top four quarterbacks in this class. And I would much rather a guy like Jones go to New England than someone like Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, one of those guys. Oh, my God. That would be a nightmare scenario. So I, I guess my nightmare scenario is uh, New England trading up for one of those quarterbacks. That That's not not it man <laughs> i would hate that mark in new jersey's next and he wants to get into the nfl draft as well hey matt it's mark from new jersey and i wanted to talk about some draft scenarios sure so i wanted to give you three different options okay uh for 23 and 34 and i want you to rank them from one to three so the first two is jalen phillips 23 white davis 34 the second one is uh, <clears throat> Caleb Farley, 23, and Pat Fryermuth, 34. And then the last one is um, Reed Humphrey, 23, and Landry Dickerson, 34. Let me know how you rank them. And as always, go Jeff. Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. Thank you, Mark. The, my first option, my the one that I like the best, is the last one you gave me the two offensive linemen. So it would be Creed Humphrey and what was that one? Landon Dickerson. Sure, I'm all in on that. I think that would be awesome. Number two would be uh, Phillips and Wyatt Davis. I like Phillips. I think he has a ton of upside. And Wyatt Davis, I think, is is really, really, really solid. Uh, and the third one for me would be Caleb Farley and Friar Muth. Farley has a chance to be great. The injuries scare me, though. I don't know if the Jets have the luxury of taking someone like that. I, I just don't. I, I don't know if you could say, hey, here's a massive injury risk. Let's take him at 23 and then put him out there and hope that a back injury doesn't affect his entire career. Big risk. Don't think I would do that. Next up is Ben in New Jersey. He's got some draft talk as well. What's up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. It's a good day today. I'm calling on a Friday. Sun is shining. It's my birthday today, Big 18. Ah, happy I belated, dude. Well, I know you're not a big basketball guy, but just put that out there. And we're only six days away from the draft. So I'm, I'm so excited. Wait for this day since we traded that bum Jamal <laughs> Two first-round picks, two third-round picks. It's going to be exciting. I haven't, I haven't felt optimistic about a draft for this team since... God, I don't even 
probably the most optimistic I've ever felt for a job. Hmm. I wasn't alive when we last had two. Actually, I didn't watch football when we last had two first round picks. So this is this could be a short voicemail today, but this is just one simple question. If Creed Humphrey and Greg Newsom are on the board at 23, who do you take at 23 and why? What do you think? I don't know who's more. Honestly, I'd be cool with both of them, but I just want to get your thoughts on what position is more important and who would obviously um, be more who would be more realistic at 23. And do you think um, either one of those guys could jump to 34, or do you think it would have to be one or the other? Mm. That's all I have for today. Let me know what you think. And as always, go Jets. Thank you. And again, happy belated birthday, Ben. Uh, similar birthdays. What was, what was the date on the was it the 23rd on Friday? Nice, man. Happy birthday. Um, okay, so with those two options that I have, I am probably going Creed Humphrey because I value offensive line more than I value corner. Uh, and I think that there could still be someone pretty solid there to take at 34, like Asante Samuel Jr., one of the guys from Georgia, something like that. Uh, so I would l- rather wait on corner and not risk losing out on an offensive lineman of that quality. And then what was the first part of that? Um, oh, okay, yes. Excited about the draft. So, yeah, I, I, I get it, and you're probably too young for – the 2006 draft class, but it, that is my by far my favorite draft class. Eric Mangini was a genius at the draft. He really was. The 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 whiff on Vernon Golston wasn't good, but how many other home runs did that guy land? In 06 alone, you got DeBrickshaw, Mangold, uh, Leon Washington, Brad Smith. Was it Eric Smith too? Let me pull it up. Okay, 2006. You had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten picks, and this was the haul: DeBrickashaw and Mangold in the first round, home runs. Kellen Clemens in the second round was a, was a good backup quarterback for a few years. Anthony Schlegel in the third round didn't do much. Eric Smith in the third round was a solid defensive back for a few years. Brad Smith in the fourth. Leon Washington in the fourth. Jason. Pasayask, a tight end. I don't remember him. He only lasted a year in the NFL. Drew Coleman, Titus Adams to round out the class. So you had as legitimate contributors Ferguson, Mangold, Eric Smith, Brad Smith, Leon Washington, and Drew Coleman. That, that, that's a haul. And then the next year, Revis and Harris in the first and second round. Who cares that you didn't have anybody? Like they had almost nobody in that draft. You had four draft picks. But Revis and Harris home runs in 08 outside of Golson was a miss, obviously. But Dustin Keller, Dwight Lowry, Marcus Henry in the sixth round, who's a great special teamer. Really, really good drafter he was. So just wanted to throw that in, in there because, you know, anytime uh, we can show Eric Mangini some love, I want to do it. James is up next. He is calling in from New Jersey. Let's get to him. Hey, Matt. Your boy James from New Jersey. What up? I'm gonna try to keep this as short as as possible. I have a few questions here, so I'm gonna start you with a story. Uh, we're about what a couple of days away from the draft, about six days, be five days or four days by the time you get this voicemail. And uh, I had a dream. It was a nightmare almost. I had a dream that the Jets. I had a dream that the Jets picked a kicker and like a cornerback for picks number two and twenty-three. And hopefully that doesn't come to fruition. I know Joe Douglas is better than that, but it was a bad omen. So. Help me here, buddy. All right, oh, I have another question. First order of business. First question I have, 
I was digging deep into YouTube and some 49ers content people said that apparently Zach Wilson is following more uh, 49ers content on Instagram and Falcon stuff on Instagram than Jeff stuff. Should we be paranoid that that if we do draft Zach Wilson, that Zach doesn't want to, that Zach does not want to, doesn't want to play for the Jets and that he might want to ask for a trade right then and there like Eli Manning did with uh, the Floyd Rivers and the Chargers? What's going to happen there? All right. Question two. If this is all speculation and it's not a big issue, and we do draft, uh, draft Zach Wilson and he accepts coming to the New York Jets, um, Colin Cowherd, of course, I shouldn't be a big fan of him, but Colin Cowherd, also as well, put out the statistic that Zach Wilson has been 0 for 5 against teams with 10-plus wins. Now, of course, that's a decent, that's a, that's a fairly, you know, interesting statistic, but again, I feel like now in this day and age, especially during draft season and the pandemic and everything, everyone has to pick everything, right? So please, Matt, answer my question, whether it's negative or wrong, just give me an answer because I need to soothe this paranoia I have about this draft and about this quarterback and about this franchise, not botch it up. Please put my mind at ease. Thank you all for hearing from this. Go Jets as always. Thank you always, Matt. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. I'm going to put your mind or try to put your mind at ease, James. The I, Don't read too much into Instagram follows and stuff like that. He also follows some Jet players, too, um, and has supposedly been talking to former Jets quarterbacks about what it's like to be a quarterback here. So hopefully that puts your mind at ease. And Colin Cowherd, when the Jets hired Adam Gase, said, Sam Darnold and Adam Gase, when can I print my Jets AFC title game uh, tickets? So there you go. Uh, he doesn't know. He, he's not. He hasn't had very good takes on the Jets in recent years. So, and again, hopefully that puts your mind at ease. He he is someone who backs Adam Gase and was saying that Jets fans were stupid for being so critical of the Adam Gase hire. How'd that go for him? Charlie in Wisconsin is up next. He wants to talk about drafting a tight end. Hey Matt, I'm curious what you think of this. Um, what do you think about drafting Pat Fryer? He's there at 34. And just cutting Chris Herndon right after the draft. I think it makes a lot of sense. Because when you think about it, Zach Wilson, obviously, the more weapons, the better. You can never have enough. And it seems like if we just keep stocking up on wide receivers, it becomes harder and harder and harder to get them all on the field. But when you have a tight end, if you want to have a tight end in line, that tight end can also function as a weapon. So it seems like it would make a lot of sense for the Jets to add a piece like prior to the offense. Uh, what would you think of that? Uh, I'd hate it. Uh, one, even if you draft a tight end, I wouldn't cut Chris Herndon. Uh, he has one more year on his rookie deal, so see what he is on the cheap for this year. If he's good, great, re-sign him. If not, let him walk. What's the difference? Uh, and I would not take a tight end at 34 and not address offensive line or corner at that point. Firemuth could be good. I would rather wait. If you want to take a tight end, take Tommy Tremble in the third round. I, I like I like him better than I like Fryermuth. Hot take, maybe. Um, but I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't and if I'm taking Tremble, I'm not cutting Chris Herndon. Use two tight ends on the field like what the Jets should have did last year with Griffin and Herndon. Uh, and I think Griffin will be good this year outside of Adam Gase. Last one, Ali in New York wants to talk about the offensive line at twenty three. Hey Matt, it's Ali from New York. I just wanted to know your thoughts on uh, offensive line at 23. Uh, would you rather Alex Leatherwood, Wyatt Davis, 
or Creed Humphrey, which what which one would you take at twenty three? I saw your mock draft taking Alex Leatherwood. I also saw your Jets mock draft taking Creed Humphrey. So I just want to know which one you prefer. Bye. Uh, I think Humphrey is probably the best of that bunch. You know, he's someone who you could draft and just have play center for a decade and not worry about it. Uh, I also really like Leatherwood a lot. I'm okay with either of those guys at 23. Wyatt Davis, I don't think he's going in the first round anymore after the injury. I think he's a mid-second, mid-to-late second round guy. Uh, Maybe at 34 you can convince me on taking him, but to me, if I had to rank him in order of what I would do, it would be Humphrey, Leatherwood, and uh, Davis. Uh, the reason I just I changed it up in the other mock drafts because I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. What fun is that? Um, but I'm okay with either of those guys. I think both guys are good. So we'll see. NFL Draft is this Thursday. We are just a few days away on NFL Draft Night. Head on over to Jets Talk 24-7 where myself, Ryan from Jets Talk 24-7, and Green Bean will be live streaming the draft on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Reactions, whole lot of fun just hanging out, taking your questions, reacting to all the picks. We did it last year. It was an absolute blast, and I cannot wait to, one, just react and have fun with you guys, and two, all the content that's going to come out this weekend. It's going to be a busy week for me. But I am so excited, and I hope you join me for the ride. That's going to do it for me this week. Please make sure to subscribe. Give her a rating and review if you haven't already. I appreciate you. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time.